Hey, this is Stacy Case. And I'm Joe Daly. This is FinOps Pod. This is FinOps Pod. We are going to try something different. We haven't yes. done this before. But you and I just got done recording the intro for another podcast that may come out after this one. And right. after we hit record, you and I kept talking. So we, were, we had thoughts on a couple of things that came up during that. And we decided we're just going to hit record again and start recording our conversation because we're talking something that I think is pretty timely and relevant right now, which is transitioning into FinOps careers. Right. There is a lot of news about companies in the tech sector who are going through layoffs. Unfortunately, there's a lot of folks being impacted by that. And also people who are joining the community right now, a lot of folks are saying they're doing a career transition into FinOps. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important that people understand and know that there is not one route into FinOps. There is many routes into FinOps. Yeah. And I think it's one, I wanted for us to be able to call out a couple of resources that we know of that are available to people to help them, but also talk about it because when you talk to folks about any type of job that's related to tech, there is a misconception, like you said, that you have to have this very specific background to get in there. And you and I have talked about this on multiple occasions. I know before you even joined the Penthouse Foundation, we talked about what it does it look like to bring people into the FinOps team that weren't necessarily you know, had this as their career path and recognizing what are the different skills and the talents that folks might have in other roles and how can you leverage that for a FinOps team? So I think it, this, again, with some people that might be experiencing redundancy in their work right now, they're looking for a career change or mm -hmm. folks that are even looking to start building teams. It's just a good conversation to have. And I happen to know, because I remembered, and then I just made you send it to me. You wrote a blog post about this once mm -hmm. on a personal blog. We don't need to link that out, but it was really good. It was super helpful to say, well, what did you do? Because you have personal experience with this. So let's talk about that. Yeah. First of all, first of all, let's start by saying, if you are looking for a FinOps job, you should go to jobs.finops.org. There is a bunch of FinOps-related jobs out there. And we were just talking, a ton of them are remote too. So if location mm -hmm. is a barrier for you, that's a great opportunity. There's a wide variety of skill sets that are required depending on a role. So I always would start there. That's just a great way to see what's going on in the job world. Are you ready? Yes. Let's talk about you. So tell me, Joe, you've done this. You've found people in previous organizations, you've built a FinOps team a couple of different times at different places. And you weren't always starting with a full group of people. You sometimes had to do a little recruiting. No. You sometimes were given part-time resources to help you out. Can you walk me through an right. example of that? So back in the mid 2010s, when corporate enterprises were just starting their migrations to public cloud providers, the thought was what became known as FinOps was just like a temporary problem. It's something that'll work itself out and then the savings will just start happening and you won't have to worry about it. So it wasn't really seen as a, a credible need like it is now. Like today you go anywhere, you see FinOps jobs posting on jobs.finops.org. You go on LinkedIn, people are talking about the need mm -hmm. for FinOps. It was hard to attract people to work on that. 
you know, I hired from engineering teams. I hired a server engineer that had worked for me previously. I hired IT finance people. I hired project management. Project managers are great at FinOps because they're used to working with many different teams to drive towards a result. But after having some initial success from there, they get recruited away. People will love to steal. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the time there wasn't a career path in this space. And I said, well, the problem still exists and I still need a team and, you know, times get tight and you get partial resources. Now, I kind of thought of us as the bad news bearers and we just, you know, a ragtag. <laughs> Hold group. on. That's a that's such a pop culture reference that not everybody's going to get. Not everybody knows of the movie. And I think there was a TV show too, Bad yeah. News Bearers. Well, I'm talking about the Malter Mathal version, not the Billy Bob Thornton version. That with Tatum O'Neill. Tatum O'Neill. Yeah. <laughs> Walking away from that now problematic metaphor, you know, I got partial resources. The two partial resources that I stick out in my head, one worked in the data center as a, a job scheduler. I I never met this person to this day. I never met him. He's still doing, mm-hmm. I hear, I've asked about him. He's still doing the job, which is awesome. Okay. It became his full-time job. The other person I received 50% of their time was the administrative assistant of my boss. Okay. And so, you know, I was just like, yeah, let's do it. And the great thing is she was a fantastic learner and she really helped me discover. Really? what the skill sets were for a successful FinOps practitioner. Because I believe anyone can learn FinOps, but you need to have inherent skill sets to be successful to pick it up. Okay, so let's just pause right there and talk about that, right? Because I love mm-hmm. this story, and I remember this is one that you told me before and that really resonated, is is having someone like the exec administrator, who we all know, they're constantly managing things. They're like, really project mm-hmm. management experts. And I think it's often overlooked. What were some of the skill sets that the two of you realized that were really, I don't know, relevant and transferable into a career in FinOps? Well, I tell you what, it was really impressive because, you know, part of the day she's helping organize the meetings for our boss. And then the other mm-hmm. part of the day, she was sitting next to the person on our team. His name's Jay. I'll just prefer. She she's sitting next to Jay, and Jay's teaching her how to automatically apply tags to our cloud resources using a tool called Graffiti Monkey. So she's learning coding. And our boss walks by and he's like, "Wait, what are you doing? You're learning coding? This is amazing." It was really. And the thing is, Alex was an inherent natural learner. Right. She asked questions. And I like to say the best way to find someone who could have a really great career in FinOps is when you hear someone say, this may be a dumb question, but and then they ask the question anyway. They realize that the person already knows it and it may be a taking for granted piece of knowledge, but they're driving for clarity. And that's what you have to do when mm. you're taking all these different technologies, all these different options. You don't need to learn everything, but you need to drive to clarity so you can connect the data towards the business value. So you don't have to learn coding. I know there is a famous rich person who took over a social platform and made very public (laughs) that the manager of the team needs to be able to code. I 100% disagree with that. You need to be able to learn and drive to clarity and connect the people who do know how to code with the people who need the information 
to drive the value. And so you do that by driving to clarity and by being able to learn and ask questions. That's awesome. So let's take a look at this from the person Mm -hmm. building a team that maybe is looking to bring somebody in. You've had a job posted out there for way too long. Maybe it's time to start looking internally to see if there's a candidate internally that may have gotten looked over, not because they're not amazing people and great at what they're doing, but their job title didn't align with what you're looking for. And also maybe that person didn't even think to apply for FinOps because they didn't know that they could. So you're that, so you're that hiring manager. How do you do that? How do you look internally? When I was building my first FinOps team at Nationwide, like I'd, I'd done it previously at Cardinal Health and I jumped over and I started building the team at Nationwide and I posted the role. And this is, again, this is before FinOps really took off. And I went, I recruited, I went to my typical spots where I knew there would be good candidates. The capacity management team, the portfolio management team, the project management team, IT finance, data analytics teams, anyone who's good at reporting and visualization. I did little roadshows trying to explain it, but still it didn't land. And someone came talk to me like a year or two later. I wish I would have applied to your team. I just thought it was a bunch of numbers. Like, well, everything's a bunch of numbers. Every one of those departments still works with numbers. It's more about connecting the dots and connecting people and driving to clarity, like I was saying before. And what's lucky is now in the year 2023, the FinOps Foundation exists. And, you know, I don't mean to be self-promoting, but the reason why we exist is to help folks who are in this scenario that I was Mm -hmm. in, the late 2010s, trying to build and develop this team. So we have resources available to help you. Mm -hmm. For folks who are trying to get into this career, by the way, FinOps is a great gateway career into technology. Yes. And like finance folks who are like, you know what, I want to try something other than finance. This is a fantastic way to really get into technology. The FinOps Certified Practitioner Training was something that didn't exist back in the day. When it came up, I sent my team. They were among the first to receive the certified training in person and to pass the exam. It's fantastic training. It's continued to build and evolve. So kudos, Stacy, to your team for, yeah. for keeping those training up to date and available to everyone. Well, and again, I think you even said it yourself, we don't want to be too self-promoting. We obviously, both you and I are members mm-hmm. and work for the FinOps Foundation. So we have a bias toward it. But one of the great things I love about this community is yes, we have the certification, highly recommend it. But if it's just about asking questions and learning, our content is open source. If you go to finops.org, the output from amazing working groups, from special interest groups, just from the thought leaders that have, it's not that they're the thought leaders of the space now, they're the thought leaders that came up with this space. 10 years ago too. They're still involved. They're still contributing, Mm -hmm. inviting new voices in and seeing how it's changing and evolving. And that information is out there and it's available to anybody that wants to look for it and who wants to read through all the different playbooks and items in the framework and the capabilities. And that's great. And then when you're ready to, when you're ready to apply for that job, yes, we do have a certification available. We are seeing that pop up on more and more job listings out there. You know, I will say that we never want costs to be a barrier for that. If your education or your job would is dependent on that, and that is the biggest barrier, we do have financial assistance. If you go to learn.finops.org, there's a scholarship program even. But I think a lot of it is just... 
I don't know. I think for people that are trying to get into a different field, whether it's FinOps or something else, it's just taking that first step. And I, again, am completely biased toward the FinOps community, but this, in my whole career, this has been one of those most welcoming communities I've ever been a part of and asking questions. People want to share what they've learned and what they know with you. Coming to the summits even and being made aware of what's happening, but there's just so many opportunities. This is a really good group of people. Um, And the unfortunate thing is if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are already part of the community, but maybe you share this with somebody that's thinking about, gosh, I need to make a career change or my job is just made redundant. And you're like, hey, you should think about FinOps. And they're like, FinOps, what? And then you say, here's a podcast that's going to tell you how you can get involved and change your career. Like, that is the dream scenario. But, you know, I feel like if this could help one person or one team, like, it's good. I think you bring up a good point, Stacey, that if you're listening to this, you probably are already part of the community. But maybe you've given this to someone who's in the midst of a career change, like, hey, I got this podcast for you. It's great. And for those people, hi, I'm Joe. I'm Stacy. That's Stacy, and we're really <laughs> friendly. You know, we have seen people in the community. I've seen it enough times to not say it's a it's, it's an occasional happening. It's a pretty consistent happening where mm-hmm. being part of this community has helped connect you with other career opportunities and growth opportunities. And it's not just us pushing it. It's the community is supporting each other and pulling each other. And yeah. it's. It is kind of cool. It's fun to watch and be a part of. So I don't know if you knew about this, but the FinOps pod, one of our mission is advancing Mm -hmm. people's career wherever they are. Just, you know, that is one of our goals. And that's why we're here as a community is to help advance your career. But yes, Joe, what did you want to go back to? I wanted to go back because they're like, oh yeah, Joe, you worked with an administrative assistant for 50% of the time. That's a really nice story. I want to double down on that story a bit. I didn't just do that one time. I actually did that twice where I hired an administrative assistant. And guess what? Both times, those people still have FinOps careers and not just entry-level FinOps careers. They've been promoted multiple times, in one case, at multiple companies. You know, FinOps is a pathway to growing your career. No matter what your background, all it takes is an ability to learn and a good supportive team and a good supportive community. So you got the community. You got the resources available to you to learn. We will help you with those resources. Don't let it be a barrier. Reach out to us. We can help you. And there's opportunities out there, jobs.finops.org. Yeah. And if you have a job and you're listening, share this with your friends. The community is big. You know, I said taking the first step toward a new career is really scary. Just know like you do. You have cheerleaders in your side here. I also want to say for the folks that are members that are thinking about building their teams, this is going to be a year of exploring different things that we can do to help you build your teams. Right now, there is a working group going on about internships. We'll be working on that a little bit further. I know there's some other great working groups that are related to that. So get involved too, if that's something that you wanna do. I just think this is a really important topic right now. It's timely. There's so much that we can be doing to help each other out, but also if you're building a team, you don't always have to look so far to build that team. If you're looking for a career change, there's definitely a path for you within FinOps. So I'm Stacey Case. And I'm Joe Daly. And that was FinOps Pod. And that was FinOps Pod. (laughs) 